Today's episode is brought to you by 90 Day Habits. You've probably heard of the brand before, but guess what? There's a brand new 12-month planner. The very first 12-month planner built specifically for network marketers. And this helps you break down your goals for the year, for the 12 months, right? Into 90 days, but then into a month. And then into a week, set weekly business plans, have a weekly accountability review at the end of each week. Map out your week, your day by the hour. It's incredible. It's something the founders and I have been using. We created for ourselves, but we want to give to you, the network marketer, looking to level up in your business, looking to get clarity in your day, in your week on what to do, on how to do it, and keep continuously reviewing and moving closer and closer to your goals and ultimately that dream life that freedom you want in your life, right? So check out 90dayhabits.co. We'll drop the link in the show notes. Now let's get to the episode. In movies and music and everything that we're taught, like sex needs to be this perfectionistic process um, and it needs to be performative. And really all we have to do is really be present. Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's gonna be, who you're gonna be, how you're gonna do it. And then from that point, the universe is gonna get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. All right, baby, do you want doggy or are you going to be on top this time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Here we go. Had to open up with that hook. I'm super excited to have our sex and intimacy coach on, Dr. Jack, on Getting Magnetic today. Say what up, Dr. Jack? What's up? I am so happy to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. We've been working with Dr. Jack for like, I think a little over eight weeks now, pretty much weekly or bi-weekly on, it's actually really cool how we got connected, but on sex and intimacy, which obviously ebbs and flows and shifts. And especially as you become parents and we realize like, oh my gosh, we could definitely benefit from this. But you guys got connected in Sandy's 10 day happiness challenge through coach Neil, right? Like, let's start with there. Like, how did we even all get connected? Okay. So if I recall correctly, Dr. Jack, you had a reel that went viral that had like millions of views. Yes. It was was hilarious. It was a view that was like a reel that was like that feeling when you promised your husband head and then it's like her jumping on the couch and she like falls off or something. (laughs) Yes, it's like you promised your partner oral and now it's time to deliver and you are not in the mood any longer, (laughs) but you want to show up for them. And I feel like most partners have been there. (laughs) Yes. And it's so funny because part of my 10 days of happiness, like one of them was have sex and intimacy. Mm -hmm. And that's been a big opportunity of growth for us, especially postpartum. And so I had been working with Coach Neil 
And he was like, Sandy, I found this legend online. I've never met her. She lives in Florida, but like, look at this reel. And he's like, you should remix this. I'm like, I would never remix that. Like, I would not put that out there. A week later, I remixed it. And, and I think it got more comments and views than any of my posts. So that's kind of how our relationship and look started. And look at your growth. We just opened with doggy style and different stuff on a public podcast. There you go. <laughs> but hey, everyone does it. Just no one talks about it. That's right. Okay. So mm-hmm. And that was a big learning of us with Dr. Jack, which we'll get into. Yes. So our intention for today, listeners, thank you so much for being here, is for you to get to know Dr. Jack. She has played a really amazing role in helping us kind of rediscover what intimacy is to us now as new parents. And it's been this really beautiful guided journey. Um, and from the outside, it might seem like, ooh, sex coach. I've had people be like, just does she watch you guys have sex on Zoom? I'm like, no. Oh, gosh. No, that is not what happened. Um, not that kind of sex coach. The final exam. <laughs> no, 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 no. Heck no. Um, but kind of want to dive into like what we, first of all, her story, what we've gotten out of this experience, what it's been like for us. And, and our what int- the listener can get. Yes. Out. And our intention like- with everything is how can this serve you? How can it come full circle? I know Sandy and Wade aren't the only couple out there that has you know felt room to grow yeah has felt like man our sex life is not what it used to be man i do not desire you the way i used to man i do not feel sexy i do not feel um like this you know goddess in the bedroom like maybe i once did (laughs) um and so a lot of it you know is kind of like mindset and re discovering like what we both desire, uh, what, kind of like what we want, what our fantasies are, all the things. So we're going to kind of dive into that today. Yeah. And before we do, like, Dr. Jack, what is your superhero origin story? Like, how do you get to become a sex and intimacy coach? Like, give us your Yes. Back. Yes. So I'm a licensed clinical psychologist by trade, and I still do do psychotherapy. Um, but I got into the intimacy and coaching space from my having challenges with my own relationship and looking around for resources and not being able to find them and saying to myself, I'm going to figure this shit out. Um, I'm going to figure this shit out because sex is an important aspect of my relationship and everyone's telling us to have sex and have a baby. I'll speak a little bit about the baby journey, have a baby. Um, and you know, no one tells you how to talk about when things are not going right in the bedroom, right? It's just like, go have sex and that's it. That's the end of the conversation. And I really wanted more and needed more in my relationship. And as I gained tools and resources and, and found out what worked in terms of having really intentional conversations, it helped my relationship. And then it also, you know, as I started talking to friends, et cetera, a lot of people were like, yes, we need to have more of these conversations. I'm struggling in this way too. Um, and so it made me feel a whole lot less alone and more connected to others. And so that is how I ended up getting into the, to the coaching space. And just a little bit more information. I know you talked about postpartum. Um, for me, I'm very open about sharing that through the fertility journey is where my husband and I um, started struggling when it came to sex and intimacy. So a little bit about me, I'm a military spouse um, and my husband and I have been married for almost five years um, and we got pregnant in 2019. And before that, you know, our sex and intimacy was going really, really well. Um, And then there was a lot of pressure in trying to get pregnant and there was a miscarriage that happened. And there was me feeling anxious and depressed afterwards. And there was navigating that journey and trying to figure out, you know, what came next in terms of us being able to connect, but also trying to reproduce, you know, what does that look like? And And it was a challenge. It was a challenge for sure. And we were actually in couples therapy during that time, 
Um, but our, our couples therapist wasn't addressing uh, the sex issues as most therapists don't because a lot of therapists aren't trained um, in sex and intimacy. And we don't, that's a whole nother topic. But I will say that a lot of times, even if people are getting the support regarding communication and connection, a lot of times they're not getting the support regarding sex and intimacy specifically. Um, and so through our journey and me really recognizing that I wanted to heal from the inside out regarding our sex and intimacy, a lot of the things that I was finding to help were external. So it was like, you know, take this dick writing class or, you know, take this fellatio workshop and you're going to feel super confident and connected to your body again. And there's a place for all of that. And I love adventure and fun, um, but that was not what I needed. Um, I really needed to tap inward and really connect to my body and my intimacy and have really helpful, fruitful conversations in my marriage. Um, and so once I started doing that work, um, I decided that I wanted to start a coaching business to be able to help other couples do the same. And it may not be trauma for them in terms of, you know, a miscarriage. It could be grief. It could be, you know, we're new parents and trying to figure this thing out. It could be like, we're working, you know, 80 hours a week and don't have the time and don't feel connected. So I think that the stressor can look different, but I think that the common de denominator for a lot of couples is they've just gro grown apart when it comes to connecting intimately and need the support and the resources. Mm -hmm. So good. So what does it look like for like people to work with you? Like you typically do these one-on-one, -on -one, like it would be on Zoom, right? Like you and mm -hmm. people. And I know what we did. I don't know if it's you always do it that way or if you have different ways. But from what I know, it's typically like an eight-week commitment, right? Like an eight-session commitment. And I remember for us, like the first one was very much on like, okay, why are you coming to me? What's your intention? Like what are you guys seeking? What do you not currently mm -hmm. have? What did you once have that you don't have? What are things you used to do that you don't do anymore? Um, you know, even things like gestures of love for each other, like um, – not even sexually, just like, you know, just to show that you care. Um, so that was kind of like how we started. Was that like typically how you would work through a, you know, a series with a couple? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I usually do um, eight, 12 or six months with, with clients, depending upon what it is that they want to need. Um, and what I, what is really important to me is the, to hear the couple's story. Right. So at the end of the day, they're usually coming to me because they want more intimacy and intimacy is not just about sex. Like sex is a component about of intimacy, but it really is about connecting on an intimate level. Right. Prioritizing that time or reprioritizing that time or redefining what intimacy means for them in a now. And so it's very important to me during the first session to always see where the couple is, um, because I curate my coaching dependent upon the needs of the couple that I'm working with. And so for, you know, some people will come to me and they've had a dry spell of a year. They haven't had sex, don't even want to talk about it because it's like the elephant in the room that causes so much tension in the relationship. And I would, of course, start them at a very different place than I would start a couple like yourself who are having sex, you know, re regularly, but maybe not as frequently as you would like. Right. Um, because, you know, life has gotten in the way and priorities have shifted and changed. So I always like to meet my couples where they are, learn their sexual and relationship history, learn about what it is that how they're getting their emotional needs met at this current time. Right. Where are they regarding feeling emotionally connected to one another? Because that's going to definitely play into the sex. And 
learn about what their boundaries and their curiosities are. That's really important because as we, you know, build long-term relationships, a lot of time we stop being curious, right? We know, we, we, we think that we know exactly what our partner wants and we think that we know exactly what we want. Um, but the truth is that as we grow, um, things change, our body changes, what we need to feel pleasure changes. And so when we turn off that curious switch, we are really missing out on an opportunity to connect intimately with our partner at a deeper level. So I learn about the curiosities and what individuals would be open to in terms of their sexual boundaries. And then we create a plan from there. I love that. I love saying too, like emphasizing when we think we know something like we're basically screwed, right? When we assume like mm-hmm. I know everything about this or I already know what I want or what my partner wants, that's like, oh, you it, it almost like proves you don't know anything. Like, no, when you know something, you really don't know anything. And so I think that's a big part of it. And, you know, I guess we'll level set with us, like for us, why we were like, oh my gosh, this would be a great coaching connection or, or value to our life because life is seasonal, right? And there's ebbs and flows and there's ups and downs and there's growth mm-hmm. and there's new chapters and it evolves. And so it like when you first start dating, your sex life is probably different than when you get married five or seven or 10 years or three years or two years later. Then when you have a baby and then all of a sudden you have a baby and that was, that was our reality. And it's like, oh my gosh, our new baby is our priority. And like the marriage, the relationship, the intimacy mm-hmm. can kind of get lost in translation or take a back seat but you really realize and what sandy and i have always felt and thought about and worked on very imperfectly but is that like our marriage is first like our union has to come first because that was the first thing and then babies and kids and businesses and life and legacy and everything comes from that comes from our union so we need to get back there like we're so focused on baby cameron and we still are and we always will be but it's like how do we make sure we're good. How are we get more connected? How do we get more intimate? Because there's also this, you know, postpartum is this chemical change, is body changes, mm-hmm. it's everything. And it's definitely harder on the woman, but it uh, can affect, you know, intimacy and everything. And so it's like our journey back to, or not even back to, but forward in our intimacy and our sex life. And so it was awesome because yeah, Dr. Jack really got to know where are we at and what do we want and where are we going? And then got us out of our comfort zone. We did exercises. I think you can think like someone else outside of me is going to come in and solve my sex life. Can I just take a red pill or a Viagra or whatever to solve it? Like, no, it's internal. It's between you two. But Dr. Mm -hmm. Jack is there as a resource, as a coach, as a tool to help to give tangible stuff, but also to open that space. And that's the biggest thing I found. It opened the space around sex and intimacy and like the communication lines. So let's go through like, what how would you like let's go through some of the exercises and stuff of like things yeah that's what people really want to know and where all the mm-hmm. contents at but like mm-hmm. people are like okay you have a sex coach like what do you do what do you talk about so we've kind of covered you open up about where you guys are at it opens mm-hmm. the communication and then but there's also kind of cool stuff you do to get outside your comfort zone and expand and grow and like what are some of those things i think we should start with what we said our intention was yeah okay like we had told you you asked us on the first Mm -hmm. what's your intention like what do you yeah Mm -hmm. i think we said like three or four different things um yeah you want me to share the goals i have them here i'm sure yeah you have them (laughs) (laughs) all right so you all had four goals Um, So the first one was to create more mutual desire for intimacy. 
The second one was to create a lighter energy by decreasing pressure and expectations for sex and increasing the fun. Three was to create more closeness and overall connection. And four was to ramp up the adventure. And last, the last call that we had, you all were like, we're crushing it. <laughs> it was so cute. You looked at each other. You were like, we're crushing it. <laughs> yes. And then we got yes. the next day and we had to text you and be like, we, we need an emergency call. We're not call. crushing it. We're, we're not, not yeah. crushing it. And that's life, right? It's like, <laughs> and I was here for you to help you walk through it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So yeah, I love that you started it with that because with anything that we do, I think we always have to have intention behind why mm -hmm. we're doing it. So I love that you set that tone because you could have very well dove in and be like, okay, yes, no, maybe list, but no. You were like, what's our intention? So I kind of know. So we that was kind of the first session and um, kind of telling you our story and what our mm -hmm. sex life used to be like in our intimacy and just who we are and how we got to be where we are and then kind of where we, we're at now. And um, then I think from there – our second session was this yes, no, maybe thing. And when we tell this to friends at dinner parties, they go crazy for it. They're like, send me the list. They're like, cuckolding yes. or cuckolding? What is that? What? So why don't you yes. walk through, Dr. Jack, what is the yes, no, maybe activity and what's kind of like the purpose of it? Yes. So every couple loves this activity. I have not met a couple yet that do not does not find value in this. So really what it is, is it's a list of sexual acts um, and it, it's a variety, right? So there's some kinky stuff on there. There's some BD, BDSM stuff. There's some kind of quote unquote vanilla sex stuff. There's some just emotional connection stuff that has kind of like a flavor of sexual tension to it. There's sex play. So there's a lot of different activities, but it's really helpful because a lot of times we're not necessarily just thinking about like, hey, what are we into? A lot of times we don't have those conversations just organically with our partner. So this really sparks the curiosity and it allows couples to get on the same page about what they're really into. So that would be those are the things that you would mark. Yes. Um, what are some things that are maybe, right? So maybe like on an anniversary trip, you would be down for it. Or who knows, like if you're out of the country and you're traveling and you've just had a lot to drink and you're feeling really open, like those are maybe the maybes. And then the no's are going to be your hard no's. So it's also a way to establish those sexual boundaries regarding things that you are not open to. So again, it creates this dialogue around, okay, where can we take things to the next level? Um, where are we aligned in things that, you know, we morally feel like we would be open to trying and like where are going to be our, our those 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 lines that we draw in the sand for ourselves when it comes to our sexual experiences um, and so I have the list in front of me I'll give just a couple um, yes. of, of examples um, so it's an alphabetical order so it starts off with you know all the anal stuff and anal play so anal sex anal rimming giving and receiving anal toys um, blindfolds is on the list Cuck holding is on the list. <laughs> Cuddling. Awesome, that one. Yes, 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 that was yes, a hilarious yes. Hilarious one. And that's a story we've told over and over to like of different friends. Well, when I heard that one, and this is zero judgment, by the way, because there could be people listening to this that are into some of these things. Yeah, that's for sure. Thing. You gotta do what works for you. Yeah. But for me, I saw that and I was like, cock holding? I was like, Yeah, yes, I'll do that. I can hold Wade's cock. And <laughs> And we kept kind of moving. And then we kept moving. And Wade's like, you're into that? I'm like, cock holding? He's like, baby, cock holding. I'm like, what's cock holding? And then Dr. Jack, Dr. Jack Bro, had to come explain. in and explain to me. Why don't you explain to the listeners, what is cock holding? <laughs> yes. So cuckolding is going to be where you are watching your partner 
pleasure someone else, but you are not involved in the experience. So it's going to be different than, for example, you know, having a threesome where you're involved in that experience. It's really going to just be finding pleasure in watching your partner um, be pleased or please someone else sexually. Yes. So when I, when I was enlightened on the definition, my, she's like, Oh hell no. My yes immediately (laughs) went to a hard no. Um, So yeah, a lot of it, like I actually didn't know like some of the things even on there. Yeah, A lot of you (laughs) Mm -hmm. learn things, but it's funny too. And I want to go back to like, it started out with like anal, anal beads and anal sex and whatever. And so a lot of like butt stuff. And like for me, whatever it is, like, I don't know if I'm sexually open enough or mature enough or whatever, but I'm like, I get really uncomfortable when there's thoughts of things like going in my butt. Like, I just can't do it. And so it opened up this conversation around it. Like, I I don't think Sandy was even like has the desire to do it, but it's also like exploring, okay, why do you feel that way or whatever? And not like trying to convince or prove. It's just like, where's my partner at on the yes, no, maybe list? Maybes and maybe explore things we haven't done, but there's also like the nose. Like I was like, I don't want anal beads ever in my butt. I don't know what it is. I just I I heard that's great for guys. I just I'm not there yet in my life, and so we you keep moving. But it's a it's an awesome list to go. We totally interrupted Doctor Jack. I'd love for you to. But these are the funny. Yes, dropping a yes list. (laughs) That pause was definitely needed. It was necessary. (laughs) Um, another one is climaxing together. Dressing up is one, um, and that one I know that you all particularly kind of tried because you had shared with me that, you know, wearing lingerie is something that you had gotten away from, and so you tried to revisit that. Well, you did revisit that during the coaching. Edging is another one that people don't know a lot about, and edging is amazing because what it does is it prolongs orgasmic experience. And so you're going to, in a very purposeful way, stop yourself so you're going to stop the sexual tension whatever sexual tension you're receiving in the with the goal to elongate your orgasm so say for example if you orgasm if you're going to climax at a 10 right in terms of feelings of pleasure you're going to stop yourself at an eight you're going to pause for a while and then you're going to re-engage in whatever stimulus you're using um, to arouse yourself and then what's going to happen is you do that several times and by the time you get to the 10 that orgasm is much tense. And you can do this both in, during partnered sex or during masturbation. Um, it's a great tool to use to prolong your orgasm and intensify it. I feel like that's something I don't think we've explored really yet intentionally. And that's that would be cool. Well, I'm that a was, big yes Remember there. how our last like our last session with yeah. Dr. Jack was super good and then the next day was the emergency phone call? So our, our life and... Sandy is is feels all the highs and lows so we can be on the highest high and then the next day can be the lowest of lows and I'm yeah. like I'm more even keel and that's makes us a great partnership but I'm like wait nothing's wrong you're like everything is wrong because like we had sex the night before do we go there yeah it's okay fine. and like it was probably like five or so minutes it wasn't super long it wasn't like a minute but there's just something about I think primarily like when your partners go like going to climax like it something triggers inside of me to go do that too and seems like let's elongate this and like at one point there was just a flip switch and my body was like i can't hold this and it just it's a switch in a male body i don't know what it is and that moment like could not be held in (laughs) and so it went and it but then we were in a bad mood i was in a bad mood for two days so sandy thought i intentionally are you talking or am i talking you talk you talk okay take a breath 
nervous energy. You're all good. I'm not nervous. So, and yes, you look are. At her, like, I can trying feel to call you. I can out. feel you. <laughs> oh, you can't. Anyway, it's a safe space. It's hard to, it's hard to talk about this stuff. <laughs> so anyway, we called Dr. Jack the next day because I was like, okay, I attempted this edging thing. I asked him multiple times throughout this sexual experience, please do not like come yet. Wait, let's do this together. <laughs> and he's like, okay, okay, okay. And the next thing you know, he's done. And when Wade is done, it's like he's out for the night. And so I was like, what the hell? You're so selfish. And so then I was up for like an hour and I felt all emotional and sad and used. And I'm like, oh my God, that didn't feel like a loving experience at all. And then I called Dr. Jack and we talked through it. And the biggest takeaway I had from that call the next day, I don't have it written down in front of me, but it was the three C's. Mm-hmm. Can you remind me what catch it, are? Yes. Catch it, check it, change it. Yes. Our thoughts regarding sex fuel our sexual experiences. And so we have to remember that sex is not always going to be perfect. And I know that, you know, we may want to go into the agenda, like there's going to be fireworks. We're going to orgasm at the same time. It's going to be 20 minutes long. It's going to be amazing. And the, the truth is that may happen sometimes. But if the intention is to spend time together, to connect, um, to have this energetic exchange with one another that no one else gets to have. Like those things are the highs and everything else that comes with it. That's just like the icing on top. Um, but I, I often tell my couples to allow, allow room for sex to be messy. We're not taught that that's okay in movies and music and everything that we're taught, like sex needs to be this perfectionistic process. Um, and it needs to be performative and, really all we have to do is really be present right and be and be willing to kind of accept the the messiness or the imperfections that come along with it yes so it's catch it change it check catch it check it change it Mm -hmm. check it change it so with that instance you asked me like sandy why was this upsetting to you like why did you feel this way i'm like well, I kind of felt like used i kind of felt like betrayed like wait i thought we agreed we were gonna wait and then you just Mm -hmm. like finished off and I'm here like oh you're done okay good night and so then you were like so are those feelings like true right like step one of check mm-hmm. it, right? and is it true like um or catch the way I'm or, feeling yeah catch the way I'm feeling like and, I felt mm-hmm. check it. yeah I felt like um I forget the word I used but you asked me like you felt used I felt used and you're like is that true were you yeah I think you said disrespected I think yeah. you said disrespected yeah. mm-hmm. I felt disrespected wow, good memory. and you're like is that true and I'm like no it's not true that's how I felt but my feelings aren't always like like that obviously wasn't Wade's intention either and then yeah we kind of like worked through that and by the end of it kind of realized like yeah what you were saying we can't have these expectations that every like sexual encounter is going to be this like amazing fantasy where we both like have these incredible experiences and I can't like internalize and make up like a story or feel like this encounter is like against me, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, so that's definitely something I'm still working on and learning. Actually, that was like two weeks ago and I don't think we've had sex since because that was a, that was a little I hiccup. I think we did after. Maybe one time since. Yeah, we did after. And then but my catch it like, was like, because yeah. I was like shocked that she was in a bad mood. I'm like, I mean, I know it wasn't 20 minutes. It was like on the shorter side, but like, it it wasn't i mean our because going into it was good and then but yeah then i climax and usually the goal is like to do it together or sandy do it first or whatever 
but I like I know my intentions come in and I'm like so I'm like totally lost as just the male side of it and then I have to catch it like okay what was my wife's intention going in like what was were her feelings like how do I do my best to make sure she feels that way even if it's a different outcome mm-hmm. than she originally expected so like catch where I am and then check it be like did I work to fulfill those desires and then change it around like okay what could i do differently and dr jack was literally like wait if you feel that kind of the edging thing you need to stop and like you can literally go splash face with water you can do five jumping jacks you can change your state and then Mm -hmm. go back to what you were doing and i was like oh never would have ever thought of that but i can literally just remove myself change the state quick and then come back and i was like babe what if I just start doing jumping jacks in the bed? I think we agreed you were going to splash your face with cold I water. I think it was that, yeah. It'll be the next time. Because mm-hmm. then I will say as a man, and this is for the women mm-hmm. out there and men, but say something like that happens, it, there's conditioning, there's then triggers, there's trauma or whatever, little trauma going forward of like, oh my gosh, my wife has this expectation. And if this happens or if that perfect scenario doesn't happen mm-hmm. the exact way she wants, like I'm quote unquote underperforming. And then you're like, more hesitant to like do I go into that battle again do I go do I, do I go do that thing with the chance of being of letting down or being rejected or whatever and so then it gets into at least me the male psyche of like do I go approach it to get rejected or how to like it's this whole thing right and that's where yeah having a third party like having Dr. Jack mm-hmm. to one, her professional you know background in it and then two to even just talk through it, it like opens up our lines of communication because Sandy thinks she's right. She lives in her world. I think I'm right. I live in my world, but like, where's that, that medium ground and that reality in between our two worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what you spoke to regarding the pressure, right? Pressure is going to kill sexual desire every single time. Mm-hmm. Right. So whether you're male or female going in, like our bodies need to be relaxed for sex. We have the pressure of, well, the last time didn't go so good. And now there's this expectation and, and you add all of these things, it just really impacts the ability to be able to be present when that's the energy that that's the sexual tension that we want, right? We want our partner to be there in the moment and be thinking about nothing else, but what's going on right now in this moment, like that's, what's important. Um, And it's hard to be in that place when you're kind of taking the last sexual experience into the experience with you Mm. so true do you want to knock out a few more things on the list for people to hear yes 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 so some other things on here let's see hot wax massage candle that's another one um let's see mutual masturbation that is an excellent tool because it's low pressure um so for example a couple that maybe has not had sex for a while, say, say they've been in a dry spell for a couple of months, maybe even a year or so. This is a great tool that doesn't have as much pressure. So you would actually be masturbating, but your partner would be masturbating at the same time and you all would be watching each other please one another. Um, so again, these are great foreplay and sex play techniques. Some others that are on here, role playing. From like cuddling, mm-hmm. like was the softest thing. Yes cuck holding and anal sex and like it was this broad spectrum but it was cool but yes when i reflect on why we originally came to you like you said our number four reason one of our reasons was more adventure and so Mm -hmm. i remember when we did this activity i was like Mm -hmm. okay my gut is to be a no on pretty much all of these things um 
because non traditional. Yeah, they're not traditional. Like I am not very adventurous. A lot of those things make me uncomfortable. Even the mutual masturbation that was like something mm-hmm. we decided we were going to do one week, and then we didn't do it because I was too uncomfortable doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And but I realized like wow, like the pressure of you know looking at this list, not pressure, but like looking at this list and being like wow. If I'm coming here to Dr. Jack because I want more adventure, but I'm a no on all these things, then I'm, do I really want adventure? So I really had to like look at some of these things and be like, okay, I'm going to be a maybe on things that I might have more traditionally been a no on and like warm up to that. Like even like the dressing up or the blindfolding, I was like, heck no. Like I'm like really uncomfortable with that because I was traumatized from one time that I did dress up in lingerie and I walked out into the kitchen and Wade's like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I thought we were making dinner. I'm like, oh yeah. And then I like changed. I was like, oh my God, that was I so mean, embarrassing. I mean, literally made like cooking, like there's hot stuff on stove. <laughs> Oh, it was like, it still makes me sad and sick to my stomach. And so I'm still like slightly traumatized from that experience but like even being able to be like okay yeah i'm a maybe to that when i wanted to be Mm -hmm. like nope nope i'm not doing that ever again um so yeah it really has like all of this stuff even just having discussions about it when you ever sit with your partner Mm -hmm. and in depth and in detail talk about like these 60 different like intimate or sexual scenarios that you could potentially get into and be like how would you feel about that is that something you fantasize about have you ever thought about that do you want that have you ever done that do you want to do it again it's so vulnerable totally And that's yeah. a big part, vulnerability strength, like getting vulnerable with your partner and yeah. it opens it up. And that was, I know one of my goals was opening up the energy and a light, more lightness around sex. Yeah, yeah. less pressure and more understanding of each other and all the things. So yes. I, and vulnerability is intimacy. Mm-hmm. So it deepens, it deepens the, over the, the overall intimacy. All right. Let's give the listeners like a... a a take home, some, uh, some homework or whatever we want to call it, not homework. But one thing we did was erogenous zones, which was cool. You were, you were actually, you didn't tell us what you're like next week, come to the call with a bowl of ice. And we were like, Oh, okay. And a blindfold maybe too. And a blindfold. Yeah. So I sent you a blindfold. You yeah. made yes. a blindfold. Yes. So I was like, I Oh my did. God, a blindfold. And there's a bowl of ice. What's about to happen? <laughs> Walk people. So through what- How could they do it from home? Yes, absolutely. So this exercise is called pleasure mapping. And what you do during pleasure mapping is an excellent opportunity to be able to learn your body and your partner's body. Because there's so many erogenous zones on our body outside of our genitalia that we don't explore enough. And erogenous zones are going to be areas of your body that have more more nerve endings and they have more access to pleasure. And so everyone's going to be a little bit different in terms of which erogenous zones um, feel more pleasurable to them. But a lot of times we don't even do the exploration piece to find out for us, like what are these areas that we really like? So some common erogenous zones for those who are listening and you just want to, you just want to explore. You can explore through your scalp, your neck, your shoulders, your fingers. Um, Also your, your elbows are erogenous zones, your inner thighs, behind your knee, your feet. So those are going to be areas that have increased 
nerd endings. And what we did with you all is we added some temperature play to the pleasure mapping. So typically what pleasure mapping looks like is you can use your hand or you can use like a warm um, massage oil and you can explore some of these areas, letting your partner know what feels good to you and what doesn't and, and telling them, you know, to increase the pressure, the, the pressure or decrease the pressure. What we did with you all is temperature play, which we added ice, right? So you could add something cool. You could add something warm, like warm wax, for example, um, to explore these areas. And it gives you really a map in terms of how you can pleasure your partner's body. And this can help you to intensify the foreplay, right? I like to educate people that, you know, men and women, in terms of arousal, things look very, very different, right? And so usually men are being are able to get aroused a whole lot more quickly when on average based on science women take about 20 minutes to reach full full um, arousal and so what that means is that the blood and is not flowing um, until it's about 20 minutes in and on average sex is usually about um, three to seven minutes so if you if you think about the math um, the Exercises like pleasure mapping can really help to create more opportunities for pleasure, to create more foreplay, to create more connection, um, and you're getting feedback from your partner, and you're giving them feedback about what it is that you like and enjoy. Hmm. Yeah. So for that session, we switched off. I think Wade went first. He put on the um, <laughs> eye mask. I had my bowl of ice and I took the little ice cube and I tr started it down his jawline and by mm -hmm. his ear and on his lips and on his neck and across his chest, I think even on your nipples, um, mm -hmm. on your back, I think, or your stomach, um, your inner thighs, like all these different areas. And you'd give me feedback of like, mm -hmm. okay, that didn't really do anything for me or like, whoa, I that's whoa that's mm -hmm. a lot um and then we we talked about it and then we switched off and then i went and it was cool because it's like you assume you know what your partner's your partner likes i remember you really really liked your nipples like your your chest <laughs> chest yeah which i wouldn't mm -hmm. have like expected that for a man i would think that's more typical for a woman um to like i don't know i don't know but like i was like wow i don't play with his chest really ever i always like <laughs> assume like oh let me like kiss his neck, but you didn't really react to the neck. Like, oh, I don't know what he likes. <laughs> so much data. So much data, yeah. It's such, it's such good exploration. And that was the great thing is that the, you know, working with Dr. Jack was this balance between being able to converse openly and almost like coaching, right? Mm -hmm. But coaching is part listening and hearing and, but then offering maybe some tangibles, but then also like these exercises we would do too to explore, to open up all based on our goals. And one of them too, I remember was like, we literally did a story time like role play. Mm -hmm. Like Dr. Jones was like, all right, ready? You guys are yes. the dancing. There's like some great music vibes going. It's dark, the lights are down low and like you guys are dancing and it's sexual and like, and then, and then we, Sandy and I had to like- Continue the story. Continue the story. Like, and then, and then I would have to jump in. Like, I start kissing your neck and press you up against the wall. And then I say, and then, and Sandy has to continue it. And that was a, that was a cool exercise too. Cause and it was like- that felt like very vulnerable because I'm like, okay, where am I supposed to take this? Like, um, where am I supposed to go next? I remember at one point with that one, Dr. Jack was like, okay, and then you're ready. I'm like, and then we get in an Uber, getting ready to go home. No, Dr. Jack did that. She was like, then you get in the Uber, and there's someone else in oh, the back that's right, seat. that's right. And I was like, 
shit, where am I supposed to go with this? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't think I want that. That's a little bit interesting for me, but I, I'm kind of curious, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So then I'm like, and then the taxi turns right. And then, and then I'm like, pass it back to wait. I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> oh, but, but that was a good one. Yeah. And good. there were several scenarios where you took us to our favorite spot in Tulum in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And we were like mm-hmm. in a tree house and we were the only ones on the beach. And Sipping Mars. Sipping Mars. Yeah the hammock and it was like wow like when you close your eyes and you really like intentionally envision that and go through it it's like oh my god that's such a even after we were both I was like are you horny right now he's like kind of I'm like me too that's so random like yes uh, yes that's great listen conversation is lubrication and lubrication Mm. and also the power of our minds the power of our imagery the brain does not necessarily recognize that something is not happening in this present time if you're using your imagination to take yourself to that place. And so using imagery um, to create sexual tension is such an amazing tool. We don't tap into it enough. And a lot of times like dirty talk can feel really uncomfortable and it's like, I don't know what to say. So that's why I like to introduce my clients to the opportunity to really storytell, like do some erotic storytelling, which is what you all did because it really is, you get to set the limits, you get to set the boundaries, but you just get to use your imagination to explore what something may look like. And it could, and you get to tap into your fantasies as well because I think that sometimes what happens is we can think that fantasies are something that we would do in real life, but that doesn't have to be the case. It could just be something that you think about that creates eroticism inside of your body. And so you're like, ah, I would never really do like a foursome for real, but we can talk about it, right? We can imagine that it's happening and see what happens. And I think that can take the pressure off of like feeling like I have to do this thing, but it, it can really, you can sometimes surprise yourself regarding how, you know, how your sexual tension can grow just from creating a scene in your mind and sharing that with your partner. So it's a really powerful tool. I'm really glad you all were open to trying it. Oh yes. my gosh. You totally opened our minds and our conversations and our hearts to, and our bedroom and all the things to just different things that we wouldn't have done if we didn't get to know you and work with you. And, you know, I reflect on like how I think so many couples get to a place in their relationships or their marriages mm-hmm. where, um, you know, like maybe infidelity gets like intertwined in their relationship and it gets messy in that way. And I feel like honestly, so much of that could be prevented if you actually like talked to each other and worked with Dr. Jack and like figured out like, what is it that we desire? Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. the reason cheating or intimacy happens and you know, that wasn't a thing for us. It's not why we came to Dr. Jack, but I was just thinking through like, oh my gosh, I feel like that honestly could be prevented if people actually had clear communication and boundaries about what they do and don't like. Because if someone feels like tempted to do that, it's probably because they don't feel safe with their partner or there's so Farly, like disconnected, like, you know, and so I was thinking about that, like, wow, I feel like you could really be like a pr- working with couples, almost like a preventative measure mm-hmm. to like, it never needs to get that bad if you actually like reinvest in your relationship and talk about these types of things. And I know we're making a lot of this on the episode talk, like sound like sexual and, you know, there definitely was a part of that, but um, a lot of it was like emotional 
too and um, communication communication yeah which is key to any relationship so and i think imagination as dr said dr jack said is is everything right and it's really powerful and you guys will have to imagine what the rest of the the sessions um, were like. sessions were like we gave you a mm-hmm. sneak peek but with that said too what sandy was mentioning like why should someone like connect with you? I'm like, what types of things are pain points? I think oftentimes we're driven by our pain points, but like, mm-hmm. what are certain like examples of like, if people are experiencing these things, like why, what, what ben- how would they benefit from like connecting with you? Yeah. So one of the things is every time we have a conversation around sex, it turns out really, really poorly and it leads us to not want to have sex again. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of times the couples that are coming to me, they've try to have these conversations around sex and what they want or, you know, compromise or frequency of sex. And those conversations don't go well. And I have so much respect for couples that try to have those conversations, even though they're not necessarily going well, because a lot of couples just avoid it altogether because it's so uncomfortable. We haven't been taught how to have conversations about sex. And so if you are in a place where sex is what you are arguing about and the rest of your relationship is good, but when it comes to sex, it's like the communication is off. It feels really heavy and difficult. Um, I am definitely someone who can help and assist with that. Another thing that couples will come with me to to me with um, that I find very often is a sexual desire discrepancy. And so what I mean by that is one partner has a higher libido than the other partner. And that creates such a dynamic in the relationship because our society really praises those with a higher libido. So typically the person with the lower libido feels a lot of shame. They feel a lot of judgment. They feel a lot of pressure. And that actually pushes them further away from feeling sexually aroused or having any sexual desire. And then there creates this cycle in the relationship where it's like, oh, the only time they touch me is when they want sex. And then the partner that has the higher libido just feels like the partner that has the lower libido should just want sex. And so some education and some understanding around normalizing that people's libidos are different. That's totally normal. Um, And that there are strategies that can be put into place to be able to help a couple to A, understand those differences and B, create a sexual plan for them that makes sense and works for both partners. Um, So those are typically two of the main pain points, the difficulty with communicating around sex, the sexual desire discrepancy. And then the last thing I will say is finding time. A lot of people that come to me, they are busy, high achievers, they're business owners, you know, they're doctors, they're, they're working, they have businesses, um, and is very busy. And they, they want to prioritize sex, but because life has gotten so busy, they, they're not really sure how to create a plan to fit it in. And what happens often is you're looking back like, oh, well, five years ago or 10 years ago, we were, you know, we were having sex like rabbits. Um, and then there's judgment with what was in the past to what's now. So I really help couples to kind of rewrite what their sexual script looks like in the current moment, right? So it's okay that it doesn't look like it did, you know, before you had kids or five years ago. You get to decide what it looks like now, and I will help you to get to a place of creating some type of compromise and reprioritization that will help you feel like it is a priority in the now. I love that. And two, um, obviously you shared this at the beginning with having your miscarriage, which I've had mm-hmm. one too, and I know a lot mm-hmm. of women have, and a lot of people don't talk about it. I feel yes. like you could also help a couple that has gone through like pregnancy loss, um, 
or is newly postpartum like we were and is just figuring mm-hmm. out what does sex look like now that, that we're in this season and how you your image of your body changes and your hormones change and your libido changes and like there is like sh- maybe some shame wrapped up or like I don't know there's something some negative or different emotions like that have never been present before so I feel like you literally mm-hmm. could help just about anybody that's yeah. sexually active in a relationship that wants it to be even better. Yes, you know, most of my clients are, are moms and, and a lot of them are first time moms. And um, so definitely helping individuals with body image. Our body image stuff shows up in the bedroom, hardcore. Um, and so really being able to kind of work through whatever mindset challenges are coming up regarding one's body is so important. Um, And one thing that I do offer individuals who are currently going through the fertility process or have recently had a miscarriage, I do offer them a free session with me. So that's something because that's something I'm super passionate about um, and an area of expertise that I have. um, That community specifically is something that um, I'm really passionate about helping. Wow. I I didn't know you did that. That's really special. I feel like that could help so many people. It's such a hard journey, especially when you're first going through a loss like that. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So transitioning, you recently created something super special that's sitting here right in front of me. It's still in the box. Um, I haven't opened it yet because I got to be in the mindset to like dig into these, but can Mm -hmm. you explain to everybody listening, what did you create? Yes. So I created Sexformation cards. So Sexformation cards, um, I'm really excited about um, this card deck. It is the first sexual wellness card deck for women. um, And it helps them to do two things. So it helps to increase sexual confidence, as well as to increase overall intimacy. And I use in the deck a three-step practice that I use with my coaching clients. So what I really wanted to do was make the coaching tools that I help women and couples with much more accessible by creating this deck. And so the three-step process is step one is self-reflection. So this is going to be 25 journaling prompts to help women specifically work through mindset-related challenges that show up in the bedroom. So for example, body image, right? Religion or family um, background-related concerns that may impact one's sexual desires or ability to, you know, be able to relax and um, explore in certain ways. Um, There's a lot of different prompts that help individuals to kind of work through their mindset related blocks regarding sex and the self-reflection part of the deck. Then there's 25 conversation cards. So those cards are for you to have conversations with your partner Or if you're not currently in a relationship, you can also take it to like a girlfriend's night and engage in in conversation with a group of friends. And so it really just does increase your ability to be able to talk about sex in a meaningful way. And the prompts are written to help you walk through um, and discuss and connect around, you know, certain things regarding sex that you may not necessarily typically talk about. Um, so it's going to enhance your, your intimacy with your partner. It's also going to get you more comfortable in general talking about sex. And the last 10 are exploration prompts. And so those are going to get you connected to your body. So for example, pleasure mapping that we talked about earlier, there's a pleasure mapping exercise 
There's also an edging exercise that helps you to um, prolong your orgasmic experience. There's a vulva self-love exercise that helps you to get more connected to your vulva. What we know about women specifically is that there's a lot of shame regarding um, our genitalia and messaging that we have downloaded that tells us, you know, that our genitals, you know, are not beautiful. And so really rewriting that for oneself, because again, that shows up in the bedroom, that shows up in how you feel regarding your confidence. Um, and so this deck is for women, but there's a component that regarding conversation that helps you to connect um, with your partner regarding dialogue and deepen that dialogue and conversation. Mm. So amazing. So how can people get their own deck? How do people... Yeah, where do people find you? Where do they find the deck? Where do we get more of Dr. Jack? Yes. So you can go to my website, which is drjack.co. That's D-R-J-A-C.co. Um, so you can find information on that website regarding my coaching, my one-on-one, as well as my couples coaching information. There's also a shop page there where you can buy sex formation cards. Um, also for anyone who is listening, um, you're going to get a 25% off um, coupon discount code um, if you are interested in purchasing the deck. And I'll make sure to send that code over to you all, um, as well as if you're if they're interested in coaching services, um, the same goes. So you would just have to let me know that you were referred by Sandy and Wade. Um, but you can go to my website, you can complete an application. Um, and I will definitely reach out to you, connect with you, learn more about what it is that you want to need during the consultation. And then we can go from there. Additionally, I'm very active on social media. That's how we connected on Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram um, at D-R-J-A-C, Ph.D. That's at Dr. Jack, Ph.D. So Mm. amazing. I'm so excited that this is going to be out there for everyone to hear. And yeah, I feel like for the discount code, it should just be like getting magnetic or something. Yeah. Easy. And we can put that in the show notes. So for anyone listening, I love that own sex formation cards, maybe gift it to a girlfriend or gift it to someone. Get yourself one great stocking stuffer hello. Um, Or if you and your partner or someone you know could really benefit from coaching with Dr. Jack, go check out her website. Use the getting magnetic code to get off a very generous 25% off. That's amazing. Um, Or whatever whatever you decide exactly. And um, yeah, that's going to be so amazing for all the people that you're helping. So um, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else on your heart that you want to share with getting magnetic family? Yeah. So getting magnetic, I'm super grateful uh, to be here. And thank you all for just your time in listening to this conversation. It's an important one. And I want to thank both you, Sandy and Wade for opening up the dialogue to have this conversation. I know it's going to help so many couples um, because we are as a society, not in a place where we feel comfortable talking about sex Mm -hmm. and you all really using your relationship and yourselves as a model to create permission for other couples. It's just really courageous. So I thank you for creating this conversation um, and encouraging and giving other couples the permission to do the same. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jack making it feel safe because it's definitely like even as mm-hmm. we're recording this and some of the stuff I'm like replaying it in my head like I can't believe we're going to put this out there I said the word come <laughs> I've never said the word come on getting my um, but I'm like hey we're freaking real people and everyone talks about this stuff behind closed doors we're just brave enough to do it so <laughs> absolutely 
Yeah. Thank yes. you again so much, Dr. Jack, for being here. We are so grateful for you. We love you. I'm so excited to freaking meet you in person and just give you the biggest hug ever. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. I love you all too. You all have been amazing. Um, and I'm so glad I've been able to be a part of your love journey. Yes. Thank you. And for all the listeners, like who do you need to send this to? Who needs to hear it? A partner, a friend, whoever, like spread the love, spread Screen, the wealth, spread the knowledge. Screenshot this, post it on your stories, tag Dr. Jack, talk yeah. Tag Post Sandy, the tag link, Wade. all the things. Tag us all. We look forward to connecting. All right, that's a wrap. Have a great day. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. <laughs>